Hey, Nadia. Hello. So now you're in Boston and I'm back in the Bay Area or still here in the Bay Area. Um, and it's your first week of your second year of college, mm-hmm. Northeastern. How are you doing? I'm good. I feel like I'm getting back in my school groove. I was here pretty recently, so I feel like nothing has really changed going back to normal. Um, it's just really extremely hot outside, um, but I have AC, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so you have air conditioning. Yeah, really, really lucky. It is like 99% humidity outside in 90 degrees, so really not the most um, comfortable situation if you don't have a cool room. Oh, that's, that's terrible, actually. That sounds terrible to me. But um, does that mean that most of you guys are staying indoors most of the day? Uh, for the most part, yeah, unless you want to go, like, actually roast outside. Um, a lot of my friends will take, will come to our room since we have the AC, so. Does every room in your building have air conditioning? In my building, yeah, but not all the dorms. So not all the buildings, but in my building they do. Oh my gosh, you are so lucky. Welcome to Papaya Talk, the podcast where we dive into the world of women's health from one generation to the next. Join us as a mother-daughter duo as we seek to empower young women through the sometimes awkward, often avoided conversation about our bodies. I'm Dr. Elisa Herrera-Set, physical therapist in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm Nadia Herrera-Set, public health student at Northeastern University in Boston. Together, we're going to share stories, insights, and expert advice about health, self-care, and everything in between. So um, Mm. you were saying that you feel like things are are back to normal and because you're back in your dorms. And I'm curious, now that it's your second year of school, are you feeling like school is home and when you come home – to us, to the family, that's like a trip Mm -hmm. away? Um, I feel like I'm in that transition. It doesn't quite feel like that yet, but I I definitely think that it will. I just, I think it's easier to be here than home for like, I don't know, like for having a schedule kind of purpose because when I'm home, I'm not, I'm not really doing anything. And it's kind of up to me to like decide my day. But when I'm at school, like I have class, I have this, I have, I'm going to the gym, I'm eating dinner, I'm, I have like a meeting. Um, So in that way, it feels like a little bit easier to manage, but that does mean I have a lot a way busier schedule. Mm -hmm. So um, as far as your schedule, um, you're mostly going to school. Are you planning on working this semester? Um, I had a job last semester and over the summer when I was here over the summer and I'm, I was considering it. Um, but I feel like I may not go back. Um, I worked at a grocery store, which is like a pretty easy job. It's not very like 
intense and I I'm kind of doing my own thing the whole time I'm not really talking to anybody else except for customers um but I do feel a kind of, like an urge to kind of um make up make a person for myself at Northeastern itself and if I have a job that means that I probably won't have the time to like go to cl certain club meetings or go to the gym and meet with my friends and meet new people at the gym or like go to um an event that is being hosted on campus so it's I'm I'm still deciding but we'll see yeah make money versus make kind of like memories or find a community, a larger community or be part of the larger community right. at Northeastern. Yeah. Right. So and I feel like, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say like, I, I obviously I need the money, but I will be going on co-op next semester. So in that sense, if I save my money now, like if I, I don't necessarily need to be spending a lot of money. Um, it's just good to have like the extra stuff, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I guess for our listeners, in case they don't know what co-op means, why don't you describe what it is? Uh, so I go to Northeastern and a big part of Northeastern is um uh, this co-op program where most students will do two in their four or five years in college. Um, it's basically like a six-month internship. Um, and most people do it at a company or a hospital or whatever. It has to do with your major, but it'll be in Boston, but you can't do it abroad or in a different state. You just have to kind of... Um, go against I think North, I haven't well I haven't actually started my co-op class yet but um I think there's like uh, a website I don't know some some sort of thing that helps you uh, put together a resume and your applications and apply to all these different places but if you're going to another state or you want to go abroad that's um, something you have to do on your own and it won't necessarily be through Northeastern um but yeah I haven't gone to my first co-op class yet, uh, which will like teach me about the process. So I can probably talk about it at a later date. <laughs> yeah. I got actually like chills as you listened or as you said it. I got ex not chills. I didn't get chills. I got like butterflies in my stomach as you were talking about it. I'm super excited mm -hmm. to, to, to do all of those things. I think... Yeah. Um, because I know that throughout high school, you didn't have a lot of work experience because you spent 20 hours a week right. doing gymnastics. And, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm excited that you're going to get real world experience while you're kind of like a little bit sheltered as a student, you know? Um, and right. so that when you come out of school, you're going to have, um, like resume, uh, things to put on your resume and hopefully those experiences right. exactly. will help you figure out what you want to do after college. I'm really, mm. actually, as you we're talking about it, even more excited about it than I was like, you know, when you were starting school. So that's really cool. Right. It, yeah. It, it'll help me like either decide what I want to do or what I know I don't want to do, which is kind of helpful because I'm kind of in this stage of, I really don't know. <laughs> so See. Right. Okay. So as far as finding yourself 
as a Northeastern student, um, mm. I'm, I'm thinking that this semester is different for you compared to last semester because your, your first year of college was going directly to Greece instead of the Northeastern Boston campus. Right. And so, you know, going abroad as, as an 18-year-old um, is just like a task in itself, you know? And so right. that took up a lot of time and also wanting to find community and a home for yourself in Greece was not really necessary because you knew you were only going to be there for three or four months. Right. So right, right, now right. that you're settling into Boston, like what, what kinds of things are you doing to like find community at Boston? Well, what I really think like the transition made well, starting from Greece, like you said, it was hard. It wasn't really like we were going to make ourselves like find a community in Greece because we were, we were only there for three months. It was more like try to get comfortable and take advantage of like the opportunities that you have before like it gets harder to do that. Um, and then I feel like last semester, the um, the spring semester of last year, I definitely – there were a lot of times in Greece where I f didn't feel really comfortable or I felt like a combination of like homesick and just like being in a new country. So um, I think me and probably a lot of my friends too, like took last semester to kind of like feel settled and comfortable and like find like really spend time with the friends that we made in Greece and we try I personally tried um to join like clubs and stuff during that semester but I feel like I tried for like those few months just to like get used to being a college student in the United States like on like in the school that I'm going to be at for the next four years or five years um so like joining clubs going and going to club meetings almost felt like like an extra thing that I didn't want to do so it would kind of take like like wouldn't be the biggest priority um in the sense that I would like want to go to dinner with my friends at the dining hall or go to the gym um in place of going to that club meeting because it kind of felt like I'd be missing out on something if I was going to that club. Uh, but I think coming to campus this semester, I definitely have a new perspective just because like I feel more comfortable on campus and my friends have like friend group and like um, that's kind of settled down and I um, am a lot more interested, me and my friends are a lot more interested in getting really into all the clubs that we're interested in. Um, and so before school started, school started on Wednesday and today's Friday, so I've only had three days of school, but before that, on Tuesday, there was a club fair, and with, like, literally every single, almost, I, I'm assuming almost every club on campus, um, all, so there was a lot of different tables to go to, there was a lot of people, it was very crowded, um, and although it was, I guess, mostly for the freshmen, um, uh, I 
took the time to go with my friends just to kind of like reintroduce myself to the clubs that are on campus and also to see like if there were clubs that I missed and um because we did have a club fair like that last semester uh but it was indoors when you moved into Boston in January what did you say when you moved into Boston in January there was a a club fair for people settling in yeah there was a club fair yeah it was just it was indoors it was really cold so and this one was outdoors so and we were spread out all through campus so if you can imagine like all these different clubs crammed into like I mean a big building but like it was just really crowded and very overwhelming so it wasn't necessarily like you I guess you wouldn't have found like all the clubs you wanted to go to because it was it was very overwhelming experience um but this time it was overwhelming but um because it was hot (laughs) and there was still a lot of people but I was able to go to a whole different bunch of tables um and it was just interesting to see like the different groups of people on campus and talk to a lot of people that are really passionate about their club and what they do so that was really fun and I think that I haven't gone to like a first club meeting yet, but um, it should be fun. I seem to remember in college, which was so many years ago, that sometimes when you would approach a club table, it was really, um, it was really clear that the people that were all there together telling you about their club were friends with each other, and um, right you know, you, if you're lucky enough, you go to a club table with one of your friends. So you feel like kind of safe and confident, but you know, like you're walking to somebody else's home or somebody else's friend group. And you're almost saying, hi, um, tell me about your club. And can I be friends with you? And um, it's like kind of this awkward moment, like where, like, you know, that they're like, checking out to see if you would be someone that they'd be excited to welcome into their club. And mm-hmm. um, you're doing the same thing, looking at them, right. how they interact with each other, most like however you judge a group of people to determine whether or not you would want to hang out with them more. You might be looking at how they talk, what kind of music's playing in the background, right. what kind of right. um like clothes they're wearing, right? And so like, do you look like them? You know, you like whether, yeah, do you look like them by clothing or by just like, you know, your appearance? Um, And so it's not just about like the club and what they do, but also about the people that are representing the club. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I remember. Is that that your experience too? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's definitely the same way now. I think like it's hard because you almost feel like you're going up to the table, not to like judge them, but like, I mean, making friends in general is hard because you, you're just analyzing every part of that person just to see if you would get along with them. And like, not in like a bad way, it's just, you're gonna look at every part of like, like at this club where you're going to look at every part of their table, the way that their poster is, like, designed, the way that they're, like, 
decided to approach you, um, the tone of their voice. It's like, it's a lot. And I think a lot of people felt left the club fair feeling like, one, like there's a lot of new clubs for me to join, but also a little bit of stress and a little bit of like, that was really intimidating and I don't know if I'm gonna join, but like I, um, um, I ended up talking to one, like a pre-med fraternity and also sororities and already um, like approaching the table, like hesitant, very hesitant. Um, it was definitely an like very intimidating talking to people that are obviously very passionate about um, their sorority or the or their frat. So I think, um, yeah, I feel like that experience is a universal experience on college yeah. campuses. It's almost like you're looking at them going, oh, my gosh, you're so passionate about this. Is that going to be me? Like, can I be this passionate about what you're right. talking about? Do I want to be that person? Yeah. Right. Um, but I guess you got to understand that that's their job at the table is to give you the positive stuff mm -hmm. and, and show their enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Cause it would be weird to say, I love this club, but also here's some things that I don't like about it. You know, like you, you have no choice, but to right. kind of be really enthusiastic about it. Um, when you're, when you're right. working the table. So, um, what is the timeline on that? Like, are you, now that there's been a club fair and like, how does that work? So there's a club fair. Do you give them your email address? Do you follow them on Instagram? Like um, what process of like, now that you've seen the clubs, what happens next? Uh, yeah. So a lot of them had interest forms where you put your, your email down and your name. Um, Instagram handles were there too. It's just like harder to, it's easier to just write your name down and have them contact you rather than like you find them. But they definitely put their uh, social media out. Um, I'm not sure if any like clubs have had their first meeting yet, but I know that on Monday, this next Monday, I have like three different maybe four different like meetings that are also like around the same time of uh, no it's three meetings on monday one meeting on tuesday um of like different clubs that like of their first meeting which is i guess maybe not necessarily getting right into things but just like introducing the club so next week is definitely gonna be like the start of it all but um most of the clubs meet once a week they all have like a faculty advisor and they meet like in some not um not usually like a classroom classroom but there are like i guess makeshift classrooms in some of the um dorm buildings uh so they'll have they'll be there or actually i don't know maybe in the library but um but yeah, so after next week, I'll probably be at <laughs> a few different club meetings a week, but we'll see. Um, do they provide like some other incentive to get you there? Like we're going to provide food or or are some people incentivized because they're um, like, oh, I really like that faculty advisor. I want to like join the club because I want to do research with that faculty advisor. 
like I imagine there's like, okay, there's like the like, club and what the club does. And then there's the, mm. the, pe- the people, like, do you want to be friends with them? And then there's the like faculty advisor. Um, right. Yeah. The faculty advisor isn't always like, um, hands on. What's the word? <laughs> like promoted. Like mm-hmm. they don't usually, I don't know if they, I, that's not like the first thing you look at. But later on, that could be a reason why you keep going to the club. Um, as far as, like, food, sometimes they give you food. Um, but I think they're kind of betting on the fact that someone's going to go if they really want to go. And so it's kind of like weeding people out. You know what I mean? And sometimes mm-hmm. you, like, write your name on an interest form, but you don't really want to go. So if... I think based, like, I don't know. It's like a un, just like unsaid, like kind of weeding out process mm-hmm. happens over the course of a few days. But yeah. All right. I'm excited to find out what you end up joining. Um, and this whole mm-hmm. conversation about finding your place in Northeastern is kind of um, like I'm doing my own community finding and I definitely have my community of friends and workmates and things like that but recently I've been thinking about um the idea of throwing a a retreat and um in the process of developing a retreat one of my steps Mm -hmm. is to participate um in a retreat and I find myself kind of like you at the at the club fair, like I look at this um, website of the retreat and think to myself, wow, that they sound really into this exploration they're doing. And I don't know if I'm going to really fit in, you know, like we are going to talk about our feelings and our goals and we're going Mm -hmm. to, you know, whatever it is that the retreat offers, whatever vibe it is, like, um, you know, get in touch with earth, um, with, with nature or, um, find community amongst other women or whatever it is. I feel like slightly hesitant, Mm. like I want to be a part of that. Um, it's like a little bit scary because you feel like you're about to like dive into something that, um, you're not sure you're you're going to like, Uh uh-huh. Um, so there's that. And I'm also like, I was inspired by a podcast that I listened to a couple days ago. Um, there's a podcast, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name now, but I listened to it because, um, Lucy, your younger sister is her podcast Mm -hmm. is, um, um, she's going to have an interview on there and I listened Uh. to the first episode and, um, it was about a person that was interviewed was a professor, um, Dr. Allison, um, Tintianko Kubalis. And the person that she, that was interviewing her was a student that she had 20 years ago. And the mm-hmm. most, one of the most significant impacts that the professor had on the student was to help that student feel like they were part of a greater community where her mm-hmm. interests and, um, and her just like herself was welcome where she didn't necessarily feel that, um, prior, or she was looking for that. 
And so mm-hmm. I think about how, you know, somebody 20 years later still remembers the impact somebody made on them. And that specific impact right. was like belonging, right? And um, a feeling of mm-hmm. belonging. And so, um, you know, I'm hoping for you to find that. And I feel like you're lucky in that for the past three years, maybe students didn't get that as much because of right, right. Pandemic. Yeah, the COVID restrictions it was like a little bit harder mm. to find uh, opportunities to interact with students face to face. Totally. Yeah. So you could get tasks done, like yeah. you could still fulfill the goals of a club, but you didn't really get to like be with other humans um, in person as much. So right. I think it's really great that you get to do that. Like clubs and retreats i'm not really even sure how it all worked over covid but i thinking about how i felt during that time which is very different from being in college but like i would i feel like if i was a college student at that time i would feel less inclined to go to club meetings and all this stuff because one meeting on meeting on zoom isn't very personal you're not really getting to know people it's easier to like multitask and not really pay attention. It's, it's just not, it's not the same. So yeah, I wouldn't, I feel bad. I feel bad for the students that had to go through that. But I think that in the past, last year and this year, I think it's kind of making up for the, I guess those who were in college in 2020. So like I think they're they get to live what they didn't get to have before. Mm-hmm. One last question, um, which is probably not the greatest place to end, so maybe it'll bring us to someplace else. I'm picturing you at this club <sighs> there, and you're so lucky that you were with your friends, um, right? Like friends that you made in Greece. And I'm wondering if there yeah. were people walking around without a friend group, looking kind of like little bit lost and um yeah like maybe uncomfortable and trying I mean, to find themselves I, there were definitely people like that there I wasn't necessarily paying attention you know there was just a lot of people there was always someone at a table on your front like that you were looking at like most tables were just full um so if you were by yourself it's easy to like it was easy to do it like, I, I guess secretly, I don't know if that's the right word, but like, um, if you didn't want to really be noticed, but still want to try to make friends, it wasn't like very obvious that, oh, they're walking by themselves and they're trying to find friends because they haven't like quite made it any yet. And so I think, I don't know, I guess maybe it was the way that it was outside. There's, I mean, there's a lot of kids like Northeastern, so it's easy to blend into the crowd a little bit. And also easy to introduce yourself to other people because if you go up to a table, they're going to be like, oh, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And you can be like next to someone that you don't know at that table, introduce yourself to them, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, there there's definitely people that like try to find friends through that. And I honestly probably feel like that's like the best way to do it um is through the clubs and like the club meetings so all right well 
have a good weekend and um, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about it next week, but at some point I'd love to hear about how it's going with the clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can give update and a co-op update once I finally go to my first class, but yeah. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for more discussions about health, self-care, and embracing the power of being women. Until next time.